The Big Rap Show podcast is kindly sponsored by G1 Reads. They are the champion's choice, with many bands around the world playing G1 products, including two-time world champions in Vararian District. So check out G1Reads.com as they keep the lights on here at the Big Rap Show podcast. Hello there and welcome to another Big Rab Show podcast. Yes, another week has rolled around and uh, I really can't believe we're up in the high 70s now, but 170s even, 170 odd episodes. That's insane. Can't believe it. Yeah, I was actually looking at the episode count there just before I started recording this week's podcast and had to pinch myself. We're getting very close to episode 200. Hmm. That's just around the corner, when you think of it. Another 20 weeks' time, and we'll be celebrating 200 episodes. That's insane. So, anyway, I'm getting straight into talking about the podcast. Before I even give an introduction, this is the Big Rab Show. Yes, we are the show for the bagpiping folk. So if it's got bagpipes in it, around it, or near it at all, we are the show for you. Reflecting everything from the bagpiping world, be it Celtic music, folk music... Or our bread and butter, competitive piping and drumming. If it's got pipes in it at all, then we are here for the love of the Great Highland Bagpipe. It's music, it's culture, and it's way of life. And you guys, the piping people. So, yeah, if this is your first Big Rab show, you're very welcome. But, like I said, where have you been? Over 170 plus episodes. Like, what is this? This is 179, man. Oh man, 179. That's insane. That's a load of episodes. So, if you would like to, we have a huge back catalogue. Do take the time to go back and look over our previous episodes. We have talked about a lot of stuff over this past few years. Talking about so some of the big hard-hitting topics, as well as some of the less hard-hitting topics. and Just a bit of crack. Um, as well as two live events and exclusive interviews and stuff with some of the biggest in the piping game. Uh, yeah, it's been a lot of fun looking back at over some of the back catalogs, so you guys can do that too. And also, if you would like to help support the show, yes, like every other podcast out there, we have a Patreon. You can go over there to patreon.com, just search for us, The Big Rab Show, or we have links, of course, on our website, thebigrabshow.com. And uh, yeah, you can go and support the show. Every click of support really does mean the world to us at the moment, especially in times like these where everyone is really struggling musicians and all of that and especially podcasters so yeah we really do appreciate our patreon faithful as we call you guys over there every click means the world and what do you get for your support well you get to pay us five bucks a month and seriously what do you get for five bucks well in this case you get tons of extra pipe and content you get exclusive episodes of big rab show plus are up there lots of exclusive backstage interviews and videos plus we have our fuse fm balamoney catch-up service where we have loads of episodes of our live radio show this broadcast live on fuse fm balamoney that's two hours of live piping and drumming each and every week on fuse fm so if you do miss the show live as it goes out then you can go back and listen to it again if you're a supporter on Patreon. So a lot of people have been doing that, actually, and a lot of guys actually seem to be really enjoying that. They download the podcast each week, plus they download the episode from Fuse each week as well. So they have 
hours and hours worth of piping content every week coming from ourselves. So it's brilliant to see. Thank you for clicking support. So there you go. And also, don't forget to support those who support us and our special promotion that's ongoing at the moment with the Piper's Dojo. Yes, BigRabShow.com forward slash dojo. Where we are given 30 days of Dojo Premium for, for well... The premium membership's absolutely free, but it does cost you $1 to sign up. Now, I did notice this myself, and I've been saying that it's been free, and technically we're right. Mm, Yeah, the 30-day Dojo Premium is free for 30 days, but it does cost you $1 to sign up to prove that you're an actual human and you're not some sort of robotic hacker, I suppose. So, yeah, go and check that out. BigRabShow.com forward slash Dojo and you can take advantage of 30 days of Dojo Premium Membership. And, yeah, what's not to love? Honestly, you'll save yourself a fortune... (laughs) <laughs> by, by, well, not a fortune, but you'll save yourself money by taking it out for a test drive. Go and see it for yourself, and if, yeah, at the end of 30 days, if you aren't enjoying it and all the rest, then no harm done. But trust me, at the end of 30 days of using Dojo Premium, you'll notice a difference in your playing and your practice ability. You'll learn so much over those 30 days that you'll want to continue because there's such a breadth of material on there. Also, you guys obviously, since last week's podcast, have taken advantage of the tuning uh, package that's on there now. Yeah, exclusively, BigRabShow.com forward slash dojo. There is a free tuning package by the guys at the Piper's Dojo. Yeah, you can get it on our website, BigRabShow.com forward slash dojo. Yeah, so the whole tagline is, which I still love, by the way, tune your bagpipes like a world champion. (laughs) so it's a four video series that actually walks you through the whole process of tuning and how to kind of handle your instrument and get it in some form of tune and how it's a constant process how everything always changes so it's very interesting and i would urge you guys to go over there now it's completely free you just need to access it through our website and uh Let's face it, you guys are all practicing from home at the moment. And you don't have your pipe major or a pipe sergeant there to tune your pipes for you. So why not learn to do it yourself from a world champion, Andrew Douglas? So there you go. Check it out. BigRabShow.com forward slash dojo. Now, that's the domestics out of the way. Now, we start each and every episode of the Big Rab Show podcast with listener mail. And... Yeah, we got tons of listener mail, so I'm going to summarize. I think last week's episode, possibly, well, being brutally honest, was one of the hardest, most difficult episodes I've ever had to put together of the Big Rab Show in quite a while. And the reason being is because of the topic area that we were talking about, and we'll get into that in listener mail, because you guys have all emailed in on this. Uh, but first of all, I want to get through some other listener mail before we get into what happened on last week's podcast, which really seemed to ruffle some feathers. Mm. Yeah, well, we got an email here, first of all, from Chris. Chris Shepard. Oh, Chris, what about you, sir? You well? He says, hey, Big Rab Show team, I just wanted to voice my opinion regarding the lockdown. So many contests are losing out by not taking their event virtual. As example, I previously mentioned that the CD Outdoor went virtual. And in doing so, they ended up with 175 entries back in mid-May. And that was the largest number of entries they'd ever had. 175, man. Whew, that's a lot, Chris. So, moving on, he says, Now that I have just received this afternoon my competitor number for the Ohio Scottish Games, and it is being said 
this is a large competition with 240 individual competitors and 761 events. What? That's nuts. That's a- <laughs> How do you keep track of that? That's insane. He says this is covering everything from grade 5 chanter to open professional in pipes and then grade 5 drum pad to grade 1 snare. Stephanie, the message sender, also mentioned that the judges may take multiple days to get through all the videos and score sheets. We appreciate your patience as we work through all of the paperwork and videos. 240 competitors. That's nuts, man. That's nuts. That's a lot of players. Uh, So he goes on to say, the majority of the competitors are from the Yuspaba area. But there are people from the MWPBA, which is the Midwest Pipe Band Association. You also have the uh, Pipers and Pipe Band Society of Ontario. You have British Columbia Pipers Association and also from Waspaba as well. So, yeah, the want and the need is definitely there. So, he's really happy. He's really hoping that more groups step up to the the plate and replace their cancelled competition. You know, that's in person and live and all the rest, with virtual ones. So, yeah, good shout, Chris, actually. He says, there, I feel a little better. Keep those, keep playing those pipes, Rab, and see you on the field. Or YouTube. <laughs> Sincerely, Chris Shepard. Thank you, Chris. I appreciate that, mate. And, yes, I have been looking at these set of McCallums that are sitting here right beside me. Uh, I don't know if they'll make a noise or not, but... Uh, yeah, I have been contemplating the move now from practice chanter to pipes. And now I have a few tunes kind of off now uh, by memory and can play them to a degree. I'm not completely up to tempo yet. I'm still kind of crawling my way through, but can get there. Um, so, yeah, making that jump from practice chanter onto pipes, actually, I'm really quite anxious about it. Uh, it's difficult to do whenever you're doing it on your own as well. Obviously, my tutor, Andrew Shilladay, uh, you know, he's going to walk me through the whole process and how to actually blow these things and how to handle them. Uh, but when you're doing it on your own with nobody there in front of you to kind of wrangle them for you and, you know, physically show you what to do, it's kind of going to be odd experience, I think, you know, over video and all the rest. But uh, Andrew says it's very possible and it's very easy to do. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to those future lessons. But, yes, these set of McCallums that I have here in front of me, uh, they look nice. Um, I don't know much about them. Uh, other than I think the blowpipe's a bit wee, but yeah, I think I'm going to get another blowpipe. I think it's going to be a wee bit longer because I'm a wee bit taller. So yeah, I'm looking forward to playing these actually. Yeah, very nervous. But yes, thank you, Chris. Yes, I will continue with the piping and everything. And oh, for those of you who haven't caught my piping debut, by the way, did you see Tully Lagan's video that they dropped? Yes, go and check it out. Tully Lagan Pipe Band released a video not too long ago with the entire uh, senior band, junior band and myself and the rest of the learners. So the whole of the Tully Lagan Pipe Band posse were all involved in playing a couple of tunes together. And yeah, I was in there as well. So go and have a look at it. The video itself is really, really well done. So again, shout out to Andrew Shilladay who put that all together. Awesome. So, yeah, well worth going to see and having a laugh at me trying to struggle my way through my first tune. So that was my piping debut, even if it was on a practice chanter. <laughs> okay, swiftly moving on. Yes, last week's podcast. If you haven't listened to it already, you really need to, okay? Now, because the rest of this won't make sense if you haven't listened to last week's podcast. So perhaps I'll give you a small summary um, but for the full story, go back to last week's podcast, okay? Yeah, 
What I'm going to be talking about, of course, is the ongoing controversy with Piping Press, that website, and the Facebook group and everything, Piping Press, and, of course, our own RSPBA, our own association. Now, yes, we have been continuing over this past few weeks to try and get answers from them to all of our various questions that were raised on last week's podcast. Even before the production of last week's podcast, we had asked the questions but had no answers. And here we are, a week later, and still no answers. Yes, I really wish that I could come on this week's podcast and say, Hi guys, you know all those questions we were asking last week? Well, here's what they said and here's their answer. Okay, argument's over. We can forget about it all now. Let's get on with playing some blistering tunes, shall we, and enjoying this music. Instead, we're worrying about the financial status of RSPBA, the kind of nasty behaviour of Pipe and Press by banning people and censoring them and deleting their commentary and basically publishing articles which on occasion have been proven to be false. And also, they are now seen as being the public face of the uh, RSPBA, getting exclusive interviews with their chairman, John Hughes, and various different people from the association putting out what is penned as being official statements and things like that. So... Very interesting to see that this is the RSPBA's official press outlet, if you wish. And, yeah, they're behaving quite terribly, actually. So, for the full story, go and check out last week's podcast. I think it's about 58 or 59 minutes into last week's podcast. Last week's was an epic, let's say that. Um, But, yeah, about an hour into last week's podcast, get the full story. Honestly, give it a listen. It's possibly one of the ones we've worked hardest on. took days to put together. (laughs) Um, But yes, to update you guys, we have emailed, we have phone calls, we have all sorts. And to date, it's been nothing. Absolute blank. uh, Just nothing. Not even an acknowledgement to say, thanks, we've got your email. There's no comment. Even if there was that, that would be something. But at the moment, absolutely nothing. It's almost as if we're sending emails out to the ether and they're just disappearing. You know, and it's so disheartening. It almost makes you feel like you're being ignored. Now, I'm not saying that we are, but I'm just saying it makes you feel like you're being ignored. And your questions are falling on deaf ears and they don't want to pay any heed to you at all. You know, very concerning, actually. You know, myself as a podcaster and you know, I'm involved in the media and all the rest, I know how this works. Whenever you raise questions, nine times out of ten you do get responses. But on this occasion... We're not getting a response. In fact, we're not getting an acknowledgement at all, which is very unusual. Now, whenever you consider that the charity regulator actually, well, they've done a review of our own association and kind of give them a little bit of a rap of the knuckles, telling them that they should be more open with their membership. They should be more, uh, what's the word, um, transparent, I suppose, more open and telling people, you know, through open communication, telling them how decisions are made and things like this. And this kind of flies in the face of that. This is, if anything, it's probably the complete opposite. It's almost like everything's being done behind a closed curtain and no one's allowed to see behind the curtain, that kind of thing. Well, yeah, I just wanted to update you guys. Go back, listen to last week's podcast if you haven't already. And at the end of that podcast, I did ask you guys to draw your own conclusions. Do your own investigation work. Don't just take my word for it. There's loads of articles online published about all of this. And you can go and see the behavior of Piping Press. You can go and see how RSPBA, our own association, 
how they've been behaving. And the questions that the membership are asking, basically being told nothing. And that's the worrying part. It's the behaviour of both our association and this website, Pipe and Press, which just compounds the problem. Uh, it's, yeah, it's a pretty difficult situation, I think. So go and have a look at it for yourself. Listen to last week's podcast and just know on yourself that there is no update. We have done our best to reach out to these different places, to our association, to headquarters, to Piping Press, all the editors involved in Piping Press and that magazine, the online thing, and no one. No one has come back at all. In fact, it's just as if you may as well just throw your email out the window. There's no point. Uh, very disappointing. But let's get into some listener mail, first of all. Now, I did say that I would keep your names out of it, if that is what you wished. And a good number of you have sent in anonymous questions and points to raise. And one such anonymous emailer has said the following question. Uh, Wouldn't it be good to know, since there are no contests this year in 2020, will the RSPBA be issuing refunds to, or will they apply a credit for 2021? This is a very interesting question, and one that we didn't ask on last week's podcast, but a very valid question. Bands for this season, for 2020, have paid their fees. Bands, obviously, to register to compete with the association need to pay their membership fees. To be an actual competing band, a member of the RSPBA, you need to pay your fees every year. So, these fees have been paid by a lot of our competing bands. I'd probably say all of them. Um, you know, in preparation for the incoming season. And we have heard absolutely nothing about the refund of these fees or what exactly will be happening with these fees. Will they be thrown forward to 2021 or will we get a refund or do they just go into the coffers? We don't know. If anything, any of the financial information that we have spoken about or asked about, again, we're getting zero answers. We know that our pipe band association, the RSPBA, over here are in financial difficulty. I don't think it's any great secret. We've already spoken about it countless times here in the show. And the fees, I'm sure, would have been a welcome income for the RSPBA to try and keep the wheels on the bus. But if there's no competition season... What have the bands actually paid their fees for? You know, when there's no competitions to administer, and there's no, you know, insurance fees to be paid for events and things like this, what did your fees go towards? Very interesting question. Will bands receive a refund or not? And if not, why not? Very interesting question. Thank you, anonymous emailer. On to another uh, anonymous email that said... uh, Is it time to hashtag defund the RSPBA and provide a list of demands for reform? I think this kind of ties in along with that other emailer's question about the fees. Defund the RSPBA. um, Provide a list of demands for reform. Now, this is when we're getting into the realm of the AGM for this anonymous emailer. The AGM, we'll talk more about that going forward. That's another huge can of worms in itself, the AGM. Don't even get me started. Uh, But yeah, that's where things like this would normally be raised at an AGM. Decisions and changes, things like this. uh, Reforms, any big reforms, anything that involves change would be decided at an AGM, at headquarters. And we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that, emailer. Thank you. (laughs) 
Uh, so flying on, we got another anonymous email saying you can't allow the RSPBA to just ignore the nonsense uh, with the hope that it will go away and say something to the effect of, <clears throat> I did not have relations with that woman like Bill Clinton got away with. <laughs> yeah, I had to edit a pile of stuff out of that email there. Thank you. <clears throat> Anonymous emailer, you're going to get me in trouble. Uh, they, they closed their email saying that facts do not cease to exist because they are ignored. Apparently that's a direct quote there. There you are. Very interesting. And there has been other emails as well, basically from people expressing their absolute frustration and anger at the treatment of members of the association. Uh, we did talk about the publishing of a photograph that was crudely photoshopped on Piping Press, and when asked why that photograph was picked or defaced in such a way, there yeah, there was no real explanation, the, the photograph wasn't taken down, there was nothing like that. In fact, the photograph was just altered in a way and slightly blurred, but everyone could see who the person was in the photograph. It was just a bit of a shambles, really, and really quite offensive, to be honest. So, yeah, I'm not going to talk more about that. Of course, you can check out last week's podcast. It's all talked about there. But the general behavior of Pipe and Press and the behavior of our RSPBA by just having an absolute blanket wall up and giving zero answers, a lot of you guys out there seem to be incredibly angry about that. So, yes, don't worry, guys. We are doing what we can. I'll tell you that. I know you guys are getting frustrated with ourselves even Saying, oh, come on, you guys are bound to be able to get answers, you know. You guys are pretty well known in the pipe band world now. And yeah, okay, yes. A good number of the top flight there in headquarters are aware of our show and what we do. And if anything, I do want to put it on record. I do know a good lot of people in RSPBA headquarters listen to this show and probably heard last week's episode now, I say probably because none of them got in contact with us. And that's the big thing I wanted to put across. Anyone at all from HQ that is involved in any of the ongoings behind the scenes, any of the meetings, any of the decisions, on if you're on a board of directors even, or even if you're just part of the admin team or anything at all, if you feel that you can help fight the corner of the RSPBA, then please do. We will, of course, treat it under anonymity, We will keep your name completely out of it. Uh, But we do want to have the other side of the argument here. Uh, Ourselves in the Rab Show, we know the pipe and folk side of the story. We know what people on the ground are asking. We know what you guys email in about and what you're angry about. But we know very little, if anything, what the RSPBA want. Now, I know it always seems like we're on here bashing the association all the time. But trust me. I know that there are an incredible team of volunteers who work for our association and work tirelessly day and night to keep our pipe band world afloat. Especially now, during this COVID-19 lockdown scariness, I know that there's volunteers at a branch level and even at headquarters level that are working day and night tirelessly trying to keep our pipe band association and our pipe and world afloat. But yet those are the guys we never hear from. The guys who love this music and way of life just as much as we do, but they never reach out to us. For some unknown reason, there is that big anvil waiting to fall, and everyone's afraid of it. That's the anvil. We've spoke about this before. The fear of speaking out. So, again, I wanted to stress, I do know 
that a lot of you guys there in headquarters and RSPBA, I'm talking to you directly now. You do listen to this show. I know you do. A lot of you contacted me in the past to say that you have done. If you are available or can comment at all on any of the issues that we've raised, please do get in contact with us. Please don't make us all feel that we're shouting into an empty room. We know you're listening, but we just aren't getting answers, and it's so frustrating. I, I, I don't know, guys. I have been trying since October, November last year, since we started talking about the headquarters redevelopment. Remember when that all started? And that hasn't gone away. <laughs> so many questions and zero answers. It's not exactly helping with the transparency end of things. And that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to help. We're trying to have transparency. We're trying to have that two-way communication, both sides of the argument. But it's really difficult to do when there's only one crowd of people shouting and the other one's stone-cold silent. Very difficult. Anyway, speaking of shouting and (laughs) opinions that may be strong, yeah. Good friend of the show, of course, Mr. Josh McEachern of the Chanter Rant Podcast. Hashtag one of the six. He sent us in a voicemail. Rabby the Pooh. Hello, friend. It's uh, your good buddy Josh way across in sunny Las Vegas, where it's uh, currently 102 degrees Fahrenheit. Y'all can do the math on that over over across the pond. Um, I just finished listening to episode 178, and I got to say, man, uh, you know the episodes just keep getting better and better. It was great to hear from the team, um, but I wanted to comment on like some of the stuff y'all were talking about, and I, I say this as a person who often criticizes my own association and you know the things they do or do not do but i gotta say compared to the stuff y'all are dealing with over there uh my local association here on the west coast is looking pretty amazing um i think it's kind of insane that you know you have this group of people that you know whether it's good intentions whether it's uh malevolence or incompetence whatever's happening over there won't respond to their membership won't kind of just come out and say what's going on you have a you have a news outlet that's suppressing kind of people's opinions and the outrage on this and not only that but once again you know crudely photoshopping stuff um you know that's an easy fix you come out and you say i'm sorry uh i screwed up you know you move on nobody you know it's a piping community we all we all screw up everyone's had one too many on occasion and screwed up yeah, I'm just gonna I'm gonna come out and say it because I know you can't. Um, I feel like RSPBA right now is just uh, being a little chicken. Uh, it's it doesn't take much to be transparent. It doesn't take much to admit when you're wrong. Um, it's a sign of growth. It's a sign of being the bigger person. And if if there's legitimate reasons, there's no reason to keep that from your membership. I think you know when you have a group of people who, for years and years and years, you've built a business around. Uh, you've you've built a business around their love of the instrument and kind of controlling that and regulating it and establishing yourself as an authority. You know, when you do that, you have to actually be an authority. And part of being an authority is leading. Um, Part of it is, you know, stepping up to the plate when people have questions and not kind of hiding uh, behind a barrel or, you know, changing your AGM to be mail-in only. I mean, I don't see why any AGM shouldn't just be broadcast because what's the worst case scenario? Someone that's not in your association watches you make rules about PBROC judging. Who gives a You know, like it's not the end of the world. Uh, you're not, you're not protecting state secrets here. All you're doing is disenfranchising a group of people who, you know, only associate with you because they feel like they have to, uh, due to their love of the instrument and their desire to play. 
So that's my two cents. Um, keep the episodes up, brother. I miss you. Hope to see you soon. And uh, stay safe. Say hi to the team. Love you, buddy. Well, thank you, Josh. And yeah, thank you so much for your opinion, man. Even though you did give me a couple of edits there. But hey, it's Josh. Come on. It's Josh from the Chanter Rant. Uh, we know we always have to have a bleep machine whenever him or Andy's on. <laughs> bleep. Thanks, Josh. But honestly, I think you're echoing a lot of opinion here that's happening on the ground here in the UK. Definitely. And I don't know what opinion is around the world of what's happening here. Uh, but what obviously what happens in RSPBA does have worldwide reach. And that's what I was going to say. As much as we're reporting on this story here of everything that's happening here at RSPBA headquarters, it does have far-reaching effects on pipe band associations and branches around the world. Now, so that's why we're reporting this story. It's not just a UK thing. It honestly is a worldwide thing. Um, When we talk about the piping world, we do mean truly internationally. So, very interesting as to what's going on. And Josh, I think they're just kind of put everyone's thoughts in so many words. Thank you, Josh. I appreciate it. And 100 odd whatever degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, pff, that just sounds crazy warm, man, to be honest. Uh, here it's kind of grey and overcast. I don't know how many Celsius. 10 or 11, maybe. Look warm, I think at best. Uh, but at least it's not raining. Anyway. <laughs> to give you a bit of an update then. That, well, sorry, first of all, that was Listener Mail. So thank you everyone who mailed in on Listener Mail. Um, just, I kind of summarised everyone's email. And... Uh, yeah, and you guys who asked to be anonymous, of course I did, and I edited your emails down to just what the question was. There was a lot of commentary as well, basically full of expletives and accusations and a lot of people pointing fingers and saying, oh, this guy and this guy and this guy. And we're not in that business. You know, we're not in the business of making accusations or pointing fingers, far far be it from the point, but we are trying to report facts. Yes, believe it or not, we do try to stick to factual information rather than, oh, well, he said and she said and he said, and you know, the rumor machine, that kind of thing. So, yes, it may well come from a reliable source, but ourselves, we do tend to stick, a, kind of keep away from rumor and all that sort of stuff. Thank you, everyone, for emailing in. This has been quite an impassioned debate, I suppose. A lot of people calling for apologies and such. I think even Josh mentioned it there. Uh, we're not looking for apologies per se. They would be nice, I suppose. From Pipe and Press would be very nice, especially given their behavior this last while. Uh, their behavior towards certain members and people in the association, uh, members of the association and such, it's been quite scathing and just insulting in some cases. It's been really rough. So an apology on behalf of them would be grand. Nice, in fact. But as far as our RSPBA, it's just the the wall. That's all we're getting, and that's what's so frustrating. So, yeah. Thank you, Josh, for your voicemail, man. And if you guys have any further commentary yourself, any questions that you would like to raise, if we ever do get a response from any of these guys, from Pipe and Press or RSPBA, then mail us in. BigRabShow at gmail.com. Please send us in your voicemails as well, because as you say, they're much better than emails because we can get to hear your voice and get the whole tone of the conversation and everything. So, yeah, send those in to us. Email address, BigRabShow at gmail.com. Now, just to wrap up this topic in a very nice little bow, just to let you know that Piping Press have continued on, business as usual. They are continuing to churn out stories each and every week. 
and again, they are still causing controversy, uh, saying that bagpipes could be one of the most hazardous instruments to play in the music world, saying that they could be um, detrimental when it comes to spreading the coronavirus uh, because of water droplets and the throw of air from the drones and chanter and all of that. Partly, the bagpipes could be one of the most dangerous instruments to play and potentially having a competition season playing bagpipes uh, will be absolutely impossible. And, you know, very sensationalist kind of media, telling people just how scary bagpipes are and that you shouldn't play them because they're so dangerous. Well, mm. ourselves in the Rab Show obviously have been taking their reporting with a huge pinch of salt after their behaviour last week. And in national media, actually... National newspapers actually printed the following story where they were talking about the fear of a bagpipe ban. Apparently it's a load of nonsense. So this kind of flies in the face of what Piping Press had been putting out. According to one national newspaper, the story says uh, bagpipe playing in public is very unlikely to spread coronavirus and will not be banned when lockdown ends. There you are. Uh, That goes on to say, concerns were raised that water droplets could travel through the instrument and come in contact with people nearby. However, Jason Leach, the National Clinical Director, apparently, told BBC Radio Scotland off the ball programme that studies on wind instruments have shown it was very unlikely that the virus could be transmitted in that way. Now, isn't that interesting? When you consider that piping press who predominantly publish news for the piping world, have been telling people how scary bagpipes are and that they're going to be banned. And here we have a national newspaper with a scientific leader telling us that that's all nonsense. So who exactly do you believe? Hmm. Anyway, so the piping press have continued on. They are continuing to delete comments. They're continuing to ban people from their page if they don't like them or if they're, you know, disagreeing with whatever the article has said. Uh, Very scary behaviour in my opinion. Um, But yes, you guys can draw your own conclusion. Again, you can go and check them out. They have a Facebook group. They have a website, of course, Piping Press. Go and have a look at some of the articles that are up there. Uh, They're quality. Yeah. Moving on. Our own RSPBA, our own association, talking about AGMs. They put a reminder out on the 15th of June saying, voting reminder. Yeah, this whole thing with the AGM is going to be done via postal votes kind of thing so yeah on the 5th of june apparently the association sent an email to all band secretaries in the uk rspba registered bands who have paid their fees which we spoke about earlier uh to let you know that the the rescheduled annual general meeting will be happening at 10 a.m on saturday the 27th of june They are, folks. Get that in your calendars. So the AGM itself will be happening on Saturday 27th, and they've told band secretaries that they need to have their band's votes in by 10am on Thursday 25th of June. Now, again, we spoke about this, about how the association decided to bring their AGM behind closed doors, and they're not going to use software such as Zoom or there's other like Facebook groups and stuff, rooms and... Uh, so many different bits of software that you could use to actually broadcast your meeting, they're not using that. Uh, So, yeah, they're keeping it behind closed doors and letting bands vote by proxy, where the band's votes will be passed to the chairman, Mr John Hughes, and he will vote accordingly. And also, questions can be submitted, but they have to be submitted in writing, and they have to be prior approved. 
They have to be appropriate and relevant. Now, who decides whether that question is appropriate or relevant? Good question. No idea. We have no direction on that. We don't know who or how they decide whether a question is relevant or appropriate. This, obviously, is very concerning. We spoke about it on last week's episode. Talked all about it. How the piping world has a genuine fear about this. That there could be a whole load of stuff that we were supposed to be getting at this AGM. Uh, but now we're being railroaded and told it's all being done via correspondence. We're not getting an opportunity to stand up and ask questions and get the actual answer there and then. That's very concerning indeed. So they're continuing with this plan. The decision's been made and the train keeps it rolling. So 27th of June, RSPBA will be holding their AGM. Now, whether members of the association will actually be in attendance in a room or whether everyone will be like dialing in remotely in like a conference call or something... Uh, don't know. We had a number of questions over email saying, uh, surely RSPBA staff are on furlough at the moment and furloughed staff can't actually go in and do work. Um, so, you know, people like John Hughes or Ian Hamilton, people like that, who would normally attend these meetings and would actually get paid to be there and, you know, do an actual job. Uh, could they attend? Could they actually be in there working? Are they classed as an essential business and they can tick staff off of furlough under all the lockdown regulations here in the UK? Very interesting. We don't know the answer to that, but what we do know is that this AGM will not be held online with members being able to actually ask questions live over Zoom or Google Meetup or whatever. All so many different bits of software. So, yeah, this is all very controversial and... (laughs) Yeah, draw your own conclusions. We did speak all about it on last week's episode. I'm not going to start kicking that dead horse again. But you can go listen to it, draw your own conclusions. The plan that they come up with to have their AGM over correspondence is going ahead. The No matter the kick-up that has happened and everyone giving off all sorts, no, this is the plan, this is what's happening, whether we like it or not. But we're not getting a say in it. <laughs> Ugh. And we're not getting an explanation to any questions raised. Ah, it's so frustrating. At this point, I want to go and have a cup of tea already and do this week's topic. But we've got tons of piping news, actually, to get through. So, yeah, it's been kind of in the doldrums. Very depressing to be involved in the piping scene this last while. But there has been a lot of positive this last while. Yes, there's been a lot of real good news in the piping world, so figured let's go through some. Now, there's been some active uh, online piping lessons I wanted to draw your attention to. Guys who are involved in the Celtic and folk music scene have opened themselves up to online piping lessons. And this is simply brilliant. The opportunity to learn with some of the top in the piping game never really happens. And now that everyone is under lockdown and all of everything... And our musicians are obviously now finding themselves trying to be creative and trying to bring an income. Well, these guys are now opening the door to providing online tuition. I have to give a shout this week to Kyle Howie. Yes, Kyle. Of course, just a bagpiper and whistle player with Heron Valley. Of course, he's with the Red Hot Chilies as well. Plus, he has a wealth of experience of teaching bagpipes through all the school system there in the public sector and private sector in Scotland. Uh, Kyle is extremely experienced in tuition and he is offering his services as well. So all you have to do, I think it's kylehowie.co.uk. I think you can go and search for that. Go and get an opportunity to learn from a Red Hot Chili Piper. 
from Kyle. Yeah, that's brilliant. And if anything, that his lessons are being done over Zoom. So that just to confirm that. So if you don't have Zoom, you can't learn with Kyle. There you are. That's very easy. There we go. Uh, flying on, you also have the chance then to learn from James Duncan McKenzie. Yes. James Duncan McKenzie, of course, bagpiper with Braybrack. He's now offering online lessons. So you can learn a chanter, bagpipes, wooden flute and whistle. So all ages and abilities are welcome. Just check out his website, jamesduncanmckenzie.com. Or you can email him, jamesdmckenzie at gmail.com. Now, he obviously is a piper with Braybrack who have two bagpipers. Callum McCrimmon is the other one. He's not offering lessons right now, but James is. And you guys know James has been a competitive piper in the piping world. He played with Scottish Power. Uh, an incredible bagpiper. If you know Bray Brack's music at all, then you'll, you'll know that James knows how to handle a set of pipes, man. So, <laughs> and a whistle and a flute for that matter. So there you are. Go and check that out. It's an incredible opportunity to go and and if anything so many online lesson opportunities are happening at the moment also with drummers i think stephen mcwarder of course obviously the drumming legend that is stephen mcwarder is offering online lessons as well via skype so that's incredible we also have andrew elliott from field marshall of course the tenor drummer uh, lead tenor drummer from field marshall he's offering online lessons as well uh we also have gordon brown from bog hall my word! Yes, he runs a website called TG Drummond. And yeah, you can get all sorts of amazing online tuition stuff uh, from TG Drummond. So many amazing opportunities now that we're all in lockdown in the middle of all this madness. Musicians are now turning online to tuition and to help people at home trying to learn and trying to improve their plan. So many amazing services are available. Don't forget, bigrabshoot.com forward slash dojo. <laughs> So many great opportunities over there, I might say. There you are. Okay. Now, I wanted to talk about a brand new product. Now, we always love to see new gear. We are a bit of a yeah, gear freaks ourselves. We just love equipment and gadgets and things like that, especially when it comes to the piping world. Well, there's been a new release of a new exciting product for drummers. You might not have seen this. Uh, it's the new drum company called the RCP Drum Company. Now, this was all posted on the uh, well social media account, We Love Pipe Bands. And uh, yeah, they were reviewing a brand new drum pad from the RCP drum company. Now, this drum pad actually looks like a drum head. All right, just looks like a drum head. It has a hoop on it. It has a playing surface, which you can interchange. And it has actual tuning pegs on there as well. Very interesting video, actually, that's been posted on We Love Pipe Bands. But the company itself, the RCP drum company, they seem to be involved in the DCI world. You know, that whole American marching style kind of band like that. I don't know which is a world away from pipe bands. But here they are now. They seem to be trying to branch across into the world of pipe bands. And uh, their drum pads, honestly, they look incredible. They look the business. And they sound quite cool too. I would love to actually get a sample of one of these and maybe have a go at it and to see what it's like. Because, you know, the proof is in the pudding, you know, what it's like to play on. But the sound of these things, very clear. I'm sure, you know, drum cores, if, you, if an entire drum core was to play this, you'd be able to hear every beat. Very, very interesting. However, the price of them, it's quite steep, actually. It's like 119 quid, which is quite steep for a drum pad. I don't know about you guys, but my drum pad certainly didn't cost that much. <laughs> 
my first drum pad, well, sorry, my second drum pad that I got, I got from Ernie Scullion. Uh, you might know that name, uh, Andy Scullion's <laughs> relation. Ernie Scullion, of course, you guys know Ernie. Uh, he, for a long time, was making drum pads, and I bought one off him for a tenner. Uh, it's still there. I still have it here. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. I have Ernie Scullion's drum pad, and then I have one that I bought from Andante for about 30-odd quid, and it's battered. Uh, so, But this is the thing. The drum pads are built to batter. So... How long this thing will last, I don't know, because it has, you know, plastic rims on it and stuff. You know, it looks like an actual drum head that, you know, with the drum skin. So what happens if you actually pop the drum skin? Can you replace it? And how much would that cost for replacement heads? Very interesting. Uh, But, yeah, you know, drum pads of this kind of style aren't really new. But the look of this one is new. And it does seem to be tunable because it has tuning pegs on there as well. So, very interesting. So, if you are interested, of course, go and have a look at it. I'm certainly interested. I would love to have a bit of a a play on one just out of curiosity more than anything else. The RCP Drum Company. There you are. But for me, though, I was surfing the Lone Star Piper website a while ago, and I do love the look of those Jim Kilpatrick practice pads, man. You know the ones with the white surface on them? I just love the sound of them. I don't know what it is. But, oh, I'd, I'd love to get a hold of one of those drum pads and batter the crap out of it. Just sounds class. <laughs> so there you go. Shout out for Lone Star. <laughs> anyway, flying on. Uh, so that's exciting new products. Uh, there are some more actually new exciting products on the market at the moment, and one such thing is a tune book. Now you guys know there's loads of tune books actually have been launched over this last few months. We have the big blue book of contemporary music, which you can still get from KingdomThistle.com, uh, by the way. But I don't know why that's still available. It is a limited print, so go and grab it now when you can. All money raised from that goes to help NHS-based charities. Plus, Ali Hutton has released a book of tunes. Ali Hutton, for goodness sake, if you haven't got a copy of his book yet, where have you been? Um, Go to alihutton.co.uk, go and grab it. Incredible opportunity to get some amazing bagpipe music from possibly one of the guys at the forefront of modern piping. Yeah, I would say so. So there you go, an opportunity to go and grab that. But also, a pipe band, actually, Turf and District Pipe Band, have, well, the friends of Turf and District Pipe Band have released a collection of tunes called the Turaku Collection, which is brilliant. A very eye-catching cover with a big cow in the front of it. Uh, it pegs itself as a contemporary collection of music for the Highland Bagpipe and members and friends of Turf and District Pipe Band. There you go. You can get it now on Akatabui Bagpipe Specialists, and it's 14 quid. And I think all proceeds from the sales of this book actually are going towards help support Turf and District Pipe Band. So there you are. Go and grab yourself a copy. What's not to love? So that's pretty much it as far as new products are concerned. Uh, but, yeah, a lot's been happening in the piping world. None the more so, there's been a lot of online videos this last while. Bands, especially, have been posting videos. I did mention at the start of this week's podcast about Tully Lagan's video that they put out on my piping debut. Go and have a look at it. It's very entertaining. And shout out to the Lagan. Go on, Lagan! Yeah! That's for Andrew. Yeah, um, I wanted to mention Prince Charles. Yes, Prince Charles Jr. Pipe Band put out a video not too long ago. And they were playing the Liberton Pipe Band Polka, which is not an easy tune. So it's great to see uh, the kids over there at Prince Charles Pipe Band putting that video together. So go and have a look at that. Of course, it's on the Rab Show Facebook page. We've shared it out, of course. But it's definitely worth looking at. Also, another video uh, from Ross Miller. Yes, Ross Miller! Uh, and his album, The Roke, he actually released a new song. 
Yes, a song where Ross actually sings. And I was expecting this to be, you know, a piping, you know, tune or a whistle tune or something. But no, it's Ross actually singing. Yeah, he's singing a a song called uh, There's Bound to Be a Row. And he's shaking his fists at his bagpipes. And it's very, very cool. If anything, and a lot of pipers out there, I'm sure, can relate to the lyrics. So, not going to spoil it for you, but go and have a look at Ross Miller Music on social media. And uh, be prepared to laugh. Ross Miller produces... Quite a funny performance and shaking his fist at his pipes and like falling out with him saying there's bound to be a row. Very funny. Very, very cool. Well put together, Ross, and really enjoyable. So go and check that out. Ross Miller Music and his song. Now, it's another video that was put together. One of my favourite bands, actually, that I haven't heard of in a while. Pipe Down. Yes, I'm sure you guys might not know the band, but Pipe Down have been quite a figure in the Celtic music scene for years, and they've kind of went on hiatus. We haven't seen or heard from Pipe Down in a long time. I remember going to see them in quite a number of gigs here in Northern Ireland, and Ireland specifically. I kind of chased them around the island for a while. <laughs> I chased them, I kind of followed them around to most of their gigs simply outstanding and their bagpiper Lee Mervis of course player uh, bagpiper with St Lawrence Tool this guy is incredibly talented and the whole band itself piped down were simply an awesome awesome band live uh, so yeah they put out a bit of a video that got everyone really excited and they're performing two tunes uh, one called Crazy Fazy uh, which was of course composed by Alan Tully yeah and I don't know go and check it out I'm not going to spoil it anymore Go and have a look at it. The band is called Pipe Down, all one word. And again, it's, it's up there on the Rab Show Facebook page. Definitely worth a listen. And yeah, the guys at Pipe Down, they may all be in lockdown and in isolation. They're not playing together technically. But this video, hmm, it's got Pipe Down fans really excited and thinking, oh, they've still got it. They've still got it. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I would love to see Pipe Down reunite again and get another album and another tour. Yeah, your Celtic music fans are waiting for you, Pipe Down. Get the finger out and get another album done. <laughs> there you go. Anyway, moving on. Lincoln Hilton actually has a brand new product. Now we're talking about products before I continue my talk on videos. Lincoln Hilton released a new uh, video of a tune called Pablo. I think it's called Pablo, yeah. So Lincoln Hilton released this brand new tune. Simply brilliant. As always, Lincoln Hilton knows how to compose some of the most amazing modern piping tunes that I would love to say, just melt your face. And it does, it melts your face. You can't listen to this thing without going, incredible, incredible stuff from Lincoln. Uh, But yes, he's kind of released this new tune along with an exciting new product called the Hilton Chanter. Now, this was produced in association with ESSC Chanters. Now, these session chanters, as we know them as, are incredible pieces of engineering. They're made, I think it's aluminum, I think, or aluminium, as we say here in the UK. Don't get me into that argument. But yeah, they're all machined metal, and they can be made to different keys. And these things, you know, you can screw them apart and put them together, and they're incredible. Of course, you've seen Lincoln playing them in most of his videos, if not all of them. They also give you interchangeable reeds to play in different keys and everything. This whole Hilton chanter, as it's called, was a limited edition. Apparently, there was only a hundred of them made, and they're already gone. So, (laughs) Lincoln Hilton fans who may have only just heard about the Hilton chanter and wanted to get their hands on it, 
well, tough. It's gone. It disappeared. A hundred chanters gone like that. In fact, I think they were gone the same day they were released. So, obviously, Lincoln Hilton fans seen this chanter and just snapped it up. So, will we see a return of the Hilton chanter? We don't know. We do know that the ESC chanter, ESSC chanter, sorry, uh, made these as a limited production run. But seeing how popular they were and how quickly these 100 chanters went... We may well possibly see more of these being produced, so fingers crossed. If there is more of these chanters being produced, we will certainly let you know on where you can go and grab them. All right. Uh, Again, more new tunes, new piping products. I have to give a shout this week to Sean Maloney. Yes, Sean, you legend. Yes, Sean Maloney has been threatening to do this for a long time. He's been composing and playing in the piping world, of course, for the longest time. Well, Sean has now finally... Finally, finally released a collection of his compositions. He has entitled the book The Late Night Collection. Now, the reason why it's called The Late Night Collection is because, as you guys might know Sean personally, he is now a new father with a very small child, very small baby. And, uh, yeah, they're only a matter of weeks old, and a lot of his piping would have had to have been done very late at night. (laughs) So a lot of these compositions actually happened incredibly late at night so that's what he's calling these uh, collection of tunes the late night collection so hopefully we'll actually get chatting to sean about this new uh, you know book and everything and how exciting it's been apparently it has been selling incredibly well uh, you can actually contact sean direct sean maloney and he will arrange to either post it to you or a collection or whatever way you want to get a hold of it um, so yeah definitely worth checking that out go and have a look sean maloney on social media of course we have shared it out on the rab show facebook page of course now speaking of videos there's another couple of videos that we have to mention before we get into other piping news uh the mighty st lawrence atul yes st lawrence atul of course dropped another whopper of a video on us and it's incredible again playing the tune crazy frazy which seems to be very popular at the moment so yeah playing crazy frazy and of course the rose of allendale set and believe it i love the rose of allendale Love the Rose Van Dale. Brilliant. Really, really good. And if anything, it's just incredible hearing St. Lawrence Tool playing it. And their treatment of that tune, very, very cool. So go and have a look at it. Social media, of course. St. Lawrence Tool's put it up on their uh, Facebook page and YouTube channel and all that sort of stuff. And of course, as always, we've shared it out on the Rab Show Facebook page. Very enjoyable performance. So there you are. Well done, guys. Also, shout out to Highland Granite Pipe Band. Yes. Who produced a video, of course, in celebration of uh, St. Valerie. Uh, the part, it was like an anniversary for the, the Battle of St. Valerie. And yes, to mark this occasion, the guys at Highland Granite Pipe Band produced a video performance. Very entertaining stuff. And yeah, they actually produced this, you know, a bit of a story and background of everything behind the battle and the, right, the reason behind their selection of tunes. Very enjoyable stuff. So go and check that out from Highland Granite Pipes and Drums. It's been a lot of online video content this last while from bands Uh, but one band for me this past week topped them all and that has to be drums and roses now you guys know that we've been talking to various members from drums and roses over this past few weeks in the show well drums and roses had a live performance they had a live gig from the St. Mirren Football Club. Now, this thing was all broadcast live over social media, of course, on Facebook and all of that. Uh, you can't actually go back and watch it, though. That The video is no longer there to be found. I have tried to find it again, to re-watch it again, but it's gone. 
So, but I have been told that hopefully that they will be producing an actual proper video of it and not just a live stream of it. So, Drums and Roses were in concert, yeah, on the 12th of June, and it was all broadcast live over social media. And to say it was epic would be an understatement. So, thank you to Drums and Roses for an awesome weekend's entertainment. It was just brilliant. Thank you, Drums and Roses. Class. <laughs> Just class. Speaking of videos and such ourselves, at the Big Rab Show team, we had our another video drop in our replay series. Yes, of course, we had another replay video from the Belfast Championships this past weekend. Now, that covered Grade 3A, Grade 2, and Grade 1. So, yeah, if you didn't see what happened at the Belfast Championships last year, now's your chance. You can go back. It's watched up there now on our YouTube channel. And when you're there, don't forget to click subscribe and that wee like button and all that usual youtube stuff. It really does help. I always did wonder when I'm watching YouTube clips, why are they constantly telling me to subscribe and stuff? It's getting annoying. And I know how annoying it is. But honestly, now that I'm involved in producing YouTube, YouTube content, I can see the value in it because YouTube lock so much stuff. There's so many bells and whistles back there in the what you can do video wise but youtube lock it all until you hit certain levels of subscribership so ourselves at the minute the rab show we're trying to hit 1000 and if we can get 1000 or over in our subscribership then yeah the doors come off just wait till you see what we're gonna do over there on youtube oh i'm so excited but we have to get there first. So, yes, go and check it out. The Big Rap Show over there on YouTube. Uh, yeah, our replay series is really quite popular at the moment. And we've replayed quite a number of competitions here locally, regional competitions. And we've done one uh, major uh, so far. We've done the British Championship. So that's well worth a look at too. There you are. Okay, moving swiftly on, uh, I wanted to give a shout this week to our good friends there at the Harris Kilt Company. Now, obviously, Harris Kilts in Belfast has been closed, obviously, because of lockdown and everything. But recently, they were publishing photographs online that they have been using this time to remodel their shop. And the entire shop on Sandy Row in Belfast has been completely transformed and it looks absolutely incredible. So the guys at the Harris Kilt Company have not been resting on their laurels. They've been working incredibly hard. So I wanted to give them a shout on this week's podcast. Go on, the Harris Kilt Company! Truly an awesome company. Really great friends of ours on the Rab Show. And yeah, I can't sing their praises enough. They're truly fantastic. And yeah, to see their new look shop and everything... I can't wait to get through the door and go and visit them for a cup of tea. So, yes, if you are interested in getting some Highland wear and you are based here in Northern Ireland, certainly go and check out Harris Kilts uh, and their brand new shop and the new look and everything. is fantastic. Also, I have to give a mention this week to the very exciting website called Play for Sheets. Now, I'm very aware <laughs> that Cameron Drummond and Glenn Brown has been on another podcast yeah hashtag channel rant which was an incredible episode by the way uh if you're not faint-hearted or anything or easily offended by strong language or adult themes go and have a listen to last week's channel rant very entertaining with cameron drummond and glenn very very cool and they did very briefly mention about their brand new website called play for sheets where they have some of the top in the piping game available to give critique on your performance where you email them your videoed performance and they actually give you like a critic sheet back again now involved in the team obviously are cameron drummond you have glenn brown you have blair brown of course as well you also have the drumming legend stephen mcwarder plus 
Andrew Elliott from Field Marshal. So you have all your drumming needs and your piping needs taken care of as well. So shout out for Play for Sheets, an incredible new project. And if anything, I will hope to get some of the guys on the podcast to chat about this in the future. Very exciting project. And yeah, definitely very interested in that going forward. So go and check that out. I want to give a shout this week to New Ross. Woo! New Ross and District, and of course St. Joseph's, Clondalkin, of course. Both bands, based in the Republic of Ireland, have been taking advantage of the relaxation of lockdown. Yes, in the Republic of Ireland, uh, yeah, they are allowing some sort of gatherings in outdoor spaces. So, New Ross, St. Joseph's, and I think Black Raven Pipe Band as well, have all been having outdoor door practices where all members are all socially distant you know they you know basically walk around with a measuring tape to make sure that no one's putting themselves in danger but it's just brilliant to see pipers are finally getting back together again playing in a big outdoor park being safe being socially distant but still being able to play together and being able to see mates again that they haven't seen in weeks and weeks simply brilliant so bands in the republic of ireland clearly taking advantage of this situation which is simply brilliant also have to give a mention then when we're talking about the relaxation of lockdown of course new zealand you guys know things in new zealand have been going quite well Uh, i think they were pretty much covid free until this last few days when i think a couple of people from the uk made it in who actually had the virus whoops uh well the guys from the highland piping uh highland piping society in canterbury put out a bit of an announcement saying that they're going to be holding a live in-person contest on the 28th of june this will be held in Christchurch in new zealand and yeah for more information on how to get your entries in as well as all the schedule of all your events and everything there you go. Go and head along to the Highland Piping uh, Society of Canterbury where they're going to be running an actual competition. Brilliant. So excited for that. So it's great to see that things are going so well in New Zealand with, with solo piping. Brilliant stuff. Also, I have to give a mention this week to Cooper Angus. You. The Cooper Angus Solo Piping and Solo Drumming Competition closes on the 22nd of June. So just wanted to give you guys another reminder. If you are interested in taking part in this competition, uh, go to crossbagpipes.com. Get your entry in before the 22nd of June because that's when the doors close. And then I think all the winners and everything will be announced on Saturday the 6th of July. Yeah, so that's when I'll have to get my clipboard out and actually start judging That'll be interesting. I'll talk more about that on the podcast, of course, my experience of judging. That'll be a very interesting one. Hmm. Looking forward to that. But yes, it's closing soon. So yeah, get your entries in as quick as you can. Now, I wanted to talk about Glasgow Sky Association Pipe Band. Now, there's been so many rumours. Oh my word, there's been so many rumours about Glasgow Sky. What's happening at Glasgow Sky? What's happening at Glasgow Sky? (sighs) Right. Let's say this, all the rumours, all the emails, all the phone calls and text messages I've got, here Rob, did you hear what happened at Glasgow Sky? Well, (laughs) Um, until we hear it from the horse's mouth, it's not factually true, okay? I'm not saying that everyone who's phoned me and everyone is all a liar, I'm just saying that every story I've heard is different. There's so many different stories and rumours, and you know how these things go. You know what I mean? You hear it on the grapevine from the man who spoke to that guy's dog who knew a duck, and the duck actually walked past the band hall one night. That kind of thing. Uh, well, Glasgow Sky Pipe Band are still publicly advertising for the vacant pipe major and lead drummer positions. The closing date for applications is the 24th of June, which is next week. 
So for any candidates, of course, you can email them, glasgowskypb at gmail.com. So for everyone who's saying, oh, the whole band's disbanded, they're all gone, they're all falling away, or there's been talk of all all the drummers have walked out, and, you know, since the lead tipper hung up the the sticks, the whole lot of them's walked off. Well, all of that's nonsense. There's been none of that here. The band are still actively recruiting, and they're looking a new PM and new lead tipper. So there's a pipe core there waiting, and there's a drum core there waiting. As far as I'm aware, there's still a Glasgow Sky. There's been zero talk to the contrary. There's been no official statement from the band other than they are busy in recruitment mode. So if anyone out there wants to be PM or lead tipper of a real class grade one outfit then go and contact glasgow sky they want to hear from you yeah there you are so sorry everyone who's been sending me rumors and stuff and oh guess who i seen walking through the door of that boy's house and that boy's he's like half in charge and that boy's in charge of this one's fell out with that one stop it we only ever report fact okay <laughs> um a little shout this week to the music service for pipes and drums and their bite at him pipe at him competition uh for junior pipers i have to say it was a roaring success they announced well they actually put a video out on the saturday with all of the performances then put it out for public vote and you can vote on your favorite kid and their favorite performance in their own particular category and then they announced the winners the following day and this weekend is no different the music service from pipes and drums in conjunction with the rspba northern Ireland branch uh yeah they will be having another competition this weekend with another couple of categories for young kids to get involved and continue playing very interesting uh video project and to see these performances from these kids here from northern ireland it's very heartwarming if anything it's great to see such talented kids performing at such a level that you just want to throw the sticks in the corner and or the chanter in the corner i'll never play like that these kids are incredible go and have a look at it the videos are all up there now. The music service for Pipes and Drums uh, is the Facebook page. You can go and have a watch at it. The whole competition's there. And the winner announcement and stuff's there too. So very, very cool. So just wanted to say thank you to Andy McGregor and Ian Burrows. It was very well put together. Very well done. Looking forward to this weekend. There you are. Okay. Last little bit of piping news. I'm sure you'll be glad to know. <laughs> Before we get into this week's topic of the week. And that's one thing, if anything. Uh, we've been getting constant praise this last while for long episodes and episodes that go on for a bit. And this is to really counterpoint the complaints that we were getting. We were getting complaints coming in saying, Oh, Rab, your podcast is too long. Seriously, man, who's going to listen to piping news for so long? Just, you know, wrap it up. Come on, get it going. Honestly, we're getting feedback now from people saying we want more. You know, two hours isn't enough. <laughs> We want you standing there for seven and a half hours, sir. Uh, well, come on. You know, I have to have a cup of tea at some point. Like, Well, so, yeah, thanks to everyone uh, who's been enjoying our elongated podcasts. Thank you. But, yes, I'm going to get up flying on. We have to get the piping news finished, and then we can get to the topic. All right. Well, a little bit of piping news that dropped was the RSPBA, our own association, actually put out a formal announcement for the 2021 major season next year yes they give the dates and locations for next year's majors which some people kind of joked and thought well that's a bit presumptuous and i'll just leave that there i'm not saying any more about that but yes the british championships are pegged to be the first major next season at the 22nd of may in paisley the uk championships then are next here in sunny northern ireland in lurgan park for the 12th of june The Euros are next, of course, the 26th of June in Inverness. Then we have the Scottish Championships, 
that's possibly the most interesting one in the season. Of course, 31st of July, and that's in Dumbarton. That's the last one before you hit the Worlds. And that's such a good competition. I love the Scottish at Dumbarton. Although it always rains at Dumbarton. It's always lashing. Anyway, then of course we have the big in itself. The World Championships have been confirmed 13th and 14th of August next year in sunny Glasgow. So there you are. Everyone who's going to be looking at travel arrangements and such, uh, you must start now. Yep, 13th and 14th of August for the big in for the Worlds. And of course you know before that we'll have the Pipe and Live Festival probably, but they've yet to come out with confirmed dates. We're waiting on Pipe and Live announcement, but we do have an announcement now from RSPBA to say that the Worlds are definitely booked for the 13th and 14th of August next year. And the word on everyone's lips is that, well, we hope that these dates happen and you aren't being overly presumptuous. <clears throat> yes, we'll just leave that there, shall we? Okay, well, folks, it's at that point in the podcast, which I'm sure you're very relieved. Well, <laughs> I know I am, because... Uh, I have a wild drift on me. There's an there's an Ulster Scots word for you. Aye, I have a serious drift and I'm about to go and fix her now. Time for me to go and get a big cup of tea. It's time for the topic of the week. A1 Embroidery and Printing. Producing some merchandise for some of the top bands in the piping game, such as Phil Marsh and Montgomery, St. Lawrence Tool, and ourselves, The Big Rab Show. For all of your embroidery and printing needs, they have some extremely high-quality garments such as hats, beanies, t-shirts, hoodies, soft-shell jackets, you name it, they can print it. If your band is on the lookout for some exclusive merchandise offers, then contact them direct on their social media, A1 Embroidery and Printing. Check them out on Facebook, A1 Embroidery and Printing. If you can think it, they can print it. The British Drum Company is a young player in the drumming world that has established its reputation as a manufacturer of exceptional drum kits and it's now turning its attention to the bagpiping world. The world of pipe band drumming is represented by the Axial Range. Launched in August 2019 with innovative features developed alongside British Drum Co. International Marching Specialist Jim Kilpatrick, MBE. The stunning Axial Range was then selected by the Grade 1 Drum Corps of Glasgow Police Pipe Band for the 2020 season. British Drum Co. drums are all handmade, made by craftsmen in Stockport in the UK. The build quality and attention to every detail is second to none, contributing to British Drum Co.'s reputation as artisan makers of some of the finest drums available today. These drums are available only through approved British Drum Co. specialist dealers. For more information on all British Drum Co. products, please visit BritishDrumCo.com or follow on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter. The British Drum Company. Look amazing, sound amazing, feel amazing. LoneStarPiper.com Serving the piping and drumming community in the United States for over 10 years. Featuring R.G. Hardy's full line of bagpipes, including Henderson's, and Gallic theme lines of kilts and doublets, and bespoke Highland wear, including sparns and cap badges. LoneStarPiper.com 
offer tailored payment plans on any set of bagpipes. If your drum corps needs a new look, then they can help you with a full custom design from Andante Drums and custom bass heads from Evans and Remo. Lone Star Piper will also be distributing the latest Axial line from the British Drum Company. If you have any questions about any of the major brands they carry, you can contact Jeremy at sales at LoneStarPiper.com LoneStarPiper.com Check them out. Hello, this is Scott Wood, and you're listening to The Big Rab Show. Ah, yes indeed. Time for Topic of the Week. And you know what? That was the best cup of tea I've had all week. <laughs> and I don't know whether it's because I've been talking for so long, or whether it was just really ready for us. But yes, this week's Topic of the Week is quite an interesting one. Of course, we're reaching the end of June, and a lot of people here in the UK will actually be finishing their academic year when it comes to schooling. Kids of all ages, of course, from primary school to secondary school and even in university are coming up to the end of their academic year. And whenever I was thinking about this and my own kids in the house and they're reaching the end of their year for their education this year, um, well... I would look towards university, and when I think about university, I think, obviously, about the Royal Conservatoire and the piping degree, and that I actually know very little about the piping degree. But I do know one such person who just finished their degree, and, yeah, I wanted to hear all about it. What is this piping degree? What sort of stuff does it cover? And what can you do whenever you get a degree in piping? So I took the opportunity to talk to... Quite possibly quite a really famous figure in the piping world. Yeah, pipe major of the National Youth Pipe Band of Scotland. Plus he's a piper with drums and roses. And come on, man. He had, it's such a plethora of accolades and of <laughs> piper with shots. Come on! This list is too long and I'm, I'll be accused of reading the hashtag list. So, here it is. Here's my chat with Danny Hutchison where I find out all about his adventures studying for the piping degree at the Royal Conservatoire of Scotland. So, welcome to the podcast, Mr. Danny Hutchison. Danny, how are you, sir? I'm not too bad, Rob. Thanks for having me. How are you doing? Oh, no, I'm keeping well, mate. Keeping well, even though with all this lockdown and all that nonsense. Aye, keeping very well. What about you? It's keeping busy, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm keeping... Yeah, I'm keeping really well, thanks. Um, I've just finished my final and fourth year um, studying at the conservatoire, so um, I've submitted my final um, recital, which was online. It was a wee bit strange. Um, So just cutting about Glasgow now, I guess. There you go. Well, if anything, that's exactly why I have you on this week's podcast, mate. I wanted to talk about the conservatoire and the degree programme. Can you tell us about the degree that you're studying, well, now finished? What was their degree? So I was studying the, the BMOS traditional music piping degree at the Royal Conservatoire of Scotland, and I got involved with that through joining the youth band. I saw a lot of the pipers going into the course and coming out as qualified uh, piping instructors. Yeah. So playing pipes, you know, it was kind of the, the kind of go-to job for me, something I loved doing, and um, I just thought, why not? So I applied, and um, I kind of knew everyone that got into my year. So it was it was like a wee friendship group that we had. It was brilliant. <laughs> so it's all a big bunch of mates then, basically, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of the people that get into the course, well, on the piping side of things, anyway, we all kind of know each other through the pipe band scene. So. Yeah. It's just like one big family, really. It's really, really close kind of community. 
There you go. So the degree itself then, there was an audition process then, was there, to actually apply for it? How does that work? Yeah, so the auditions, they happened for the Pipers and the the Piping Centre, and that would have been round about November time for joining the following year. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was similar to... um, not really sure actually it was so you basically play for it was about 25 to 30 minutes and then you would sit down to like an interview panel and they would ask questions about what sets you were playing and why you chose that and why you're interested in the course oh yeah there you go that's interesting so uh, well let's um, if anything i'm very aware a lot of our audience listening right now would be an international audience who know very little about the degree course itself at the end of the degree course, you're walking away not only as uh, you know a qualified tutor, but you actually have a bona fide degree that you could take to other areas of employment. Did you want to tell us about this actual accolade and why people are studying for it? So I think recently, you know, the the pipe bands within schools have become uh, an ever increasing popular um, route. Yeah. Um, especially, you know, schools like Dollar Academy. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got all these pipe bands um, that are coming into the competitions. And I think other schools are now starting to, to realise. And it's almost as though it's just growing and growing and growing. So I think the degree offers employment um, by having you know, uh, a degree at the end of the, the course. Yeah. So yeah. I think through my time in the youth band, especially I saw all these people going in and it just seemed like if I wanted to become a piping instructor, then the degree would be a, a brilliant thing to, to add on to your CV. I see, yeah. So it, it opens a lot of doors, really, for employment in yeah. piping, really, yeah. Excellent. Yeah. So on the course itself then, what kind of things do you guys study? Is it basically band practice every day? Or do you know, how, how, um, does, so, how does it work? <laughs> so the, the the course covers a lot of different things. Um, so a lot of people think that the course is mainly just practical, but there's also a lot of theory and kind of admin stuff that we cover as well. So yeah. the practical side of things is quite intense, um, you've got classes like Pipe Band Lab, for example, so that's meeting up and it's all the year groups, pipers, they come together and we run through sets as though we were a pipe band and we do things like tuning and tune selection and we work on like stuff like phrasing, just basically mm. like playing in a pipe band. Yeah, yeah. And then the other side of that is we get our one-to-one lessons um, so that's with the likes of Willie McCallum or Finley McDonald and Ross Ainsley. Mm. And they all specialise in, in different areas of piping. And then the more kind of practical uh, side that's not really focused purely on piping is like the, the group work classes where we'll collaborate with other instruments such as you know, the accordion or the fiddle, and it's a more kind of folk band kind of setting. Yeah, yeah. So then after that, when we've got the kind of admin side, you learn a lot about becoming a freelance musician, so how to manage your finances, such as 
keeping your books and stuff like that because mm. a lot of the people that come out of the course they'll be, be self-employed musicians so we're responsible you know for submitting our own tax and stuff like that so they they kind of train you up on how to to manage that and and how to to do everything you know by the book oh that's brilliant if anything that could be really invaluable for people you know how to handle the inland revenue and things like that that's brilliant actually yeah <laughs> so it, it's quite good um and then other than that you've got you know some classes that focus on you know like the more kind of educational side of things so how to teach people appropriately and how to react to different situations mm. so it's quite a all-encompassing degree um, I think that's something that not a lot of people realize out with the course I think a lot of people think we're just playing pipes 24 <laughs> 7 um, we, we are playing pipes 24 7 but we've just got that on top of it <laughs> there we go. yeah but it does cover such a wide range of aspects of playing really that's amazing. That sounds really interesting. Um, so with that in mind, I am aware that there's a lot of musicians who go through that course and form a serious amount of bands and groups as a result. Like, I think recently Bradley Parker, I think he's going through the course at the moment and he has his own band going. There's a whole range of other bands, you know, that form out of this course. Um, do you know if any in your year has formed any bands and stuff? Um, so there's a band with... Um uh, Craig Baxter, he was one of the, the snare drummers in Fife mm. um, for a couple of years. So he's part of a band called Trip, um, and they've got, um, I think it's mainly people from the trad course, um, which is Isla Callister, Tiernan Carell, Craig Baxter, um, and then Rory Matheson as well. And then oh. I think the accordion player, Michael Biggins, he's from the, I think he's on the classical course. Right, there you go. So people from all different courses are all basically grouping together and forming these amazing bands. Brilliant. Yeah, Yeah, that's one of the, the good things about the Conservatoire. It is a really close-knit community and we do get to interact with a lot of different courses, which is really good, especially for piping. You know, it could open so many doors musically. Oh, certainly. Well, if anything, we've been asked a question by one of our listeners um, about, do I know anything about Peabrook? Now, I know absolutely nothing. I know what my favourite Peabrook is, but that's about it. Is that an element of the course as well? Do you guys look into the history and everything of Peabrook music? Yeah, so in second year, the head of the course, uh, Joshua Dixon, he conducts a Peabrook module and he discusses like the history of you know like the earliest forms of Pibroch and the different forums that we've got. Um, so it's quite insightful. It's quite a lot to take on as well. Mm. Um, quite a lot of uh, knowledge. Josh is really um, he's really interested in that sort of stuff. Um, so it goes into quite a lot of depth. Yeah, yeah, on the history side and all of that. That would be fascinating to a lot of people. I'm sure there you are. How did you find that part of it yourself, Danny? Um, so when I started at the conservatoire, I was still relatively new to Pibroch. Um I still class myself as being still quite new to Pibroch. I don't play enough of it, to be honest. <laughs> um, but I, th I found it really interesting. Um, one of the things that we did in that module, 
the earlier forms of Pibroch, the ornamentation was played slightly differently. So each week we'd have a different Pibroch to learn mm. in a different style or a different setting. So going from, you know, like the Donald McDonald setting to, you know, the Mackay setting. Um, oh, so it was yeah. quite it was quite intense learning all these different styles in such a short space of time. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. And if anything, with me just as learning, I found out, you know, about the Peabrook High G, and even very even notes are played differently, you know. So mm-hmm. it'd be a serious amount to take in, yeah. Um, so, Danny, well, this is new now finished. Um, your end of year wasn't an end year exam as such; it was a recital. Can you tell us about the recital and how that all works? Yeah, so in your first two years at the course, you do your recital behind closed doors. So it would just be you and the examiners. But when you go into your third and final year, your recital becomes open to the public. Right. So as part of your recital, you're also assessed on how you can advertise and promote it. Um and basically, it's a free gig. They're usually in the piping centre or the CCA, um, and it's always round about May, June kind of time. Mm-hmm. So last year when I did my recital, it was open to the public. But this year, under the, the current circumstances, um, they had to do it via a video submission. Right. So yes. basically, we had to record our recital in one continuous take and upload it to a private YouTube um, account and then it'll be assessed that way. I see. So you couldn't do any fancy edits and stuff to you know clip out any mistakes or thing. <laughs> so I guess the good side of doing it online was it means we could take as much takes as we like as long it was as as long as it was in one yeah. one continuous shot and one go. So in that side of things, it was quite good. But on the flip side, it means that. I'm quite picky about my playing, so I found I was getting quite frustrated after doing quite a lot of takes. Um, (laughs) So for my one, um, because my dissertation spoke about um, pipes playing with other instruments and how the tuning works and stuff, Mm -hmm. I decided to have a go at putting a backing track together with um, a couple of my friends, uh, Ron Jappy on guitar, Mm-hmm. Callum Convoy and Byron and Iona Deed and Keys. Um, so we managed to somehow put together a backing track and I was able to sync it up into the into the video. Ah, brilliant. Yeah, fantastic. So it's almost like they're there with you playing and you had it all edited together. Brilliant. Yeah, exactly, yeah. There you go. Well, I wish you the best. Obviously, you'll come out of it with flying colours, I'm sure. I have every confidence. <laughs> yeah. Fingers crossed. <laughs> So, Danny, I need to ask you then, you also, you mentioned there about the National Youth Pipe Band. Um, do you want to drop it in conversation, what role you have with the band? Um, so, I'm one of the pipe majors. Um, I'm the pipe major for the development band. Yeah. Um, so, that's the, it's the band between, I think it's 10 to 18 year olds. Um, mm-hmm. So, I've been pipe major for them for just over a year now and before that I was pipe sergeant for two years that's it and well how do you find that that, the role I was going to ask you about this on on a previous interview but forgot to ask you it's (laughs) bound to have been Um, an experience man yeah so I really enjoy it it's such a a great experience Um, I love teaching pipes you know I'm pretty much doing it full time at the moment so 
being able to you know conduct the practices and and see all the young guys and girls really excited about their piping you know it's really encouraging and motivating for me because it means that you know they're really passionate and excited about joining you know progressing up to the senior band so it's such a, a rewarding um, role to have yeah and if anything mate i have to blow your trumpet for you here but you guys sound incredible there hasn't been any time i have listened to the national youth development band and i haven't been blown away is there ever any time <laughs> where you kind of think to yourself wow these kids are amazing <laughs> yeah so i think the moment that really stood out for me was at the youth band concert this February just past. Oh yeah. Um, the the opening number that the band did for that concert was the Beaches of Harris, written by Mark Saul. Mm. And I remember when the pipes all came in, um, and it's just the the pipes and the, the the drone in the background. It was just really powerful, and it was quite emotional. Mm. Um, all their their kind of hard work had came together. Oh, fantastic. Oh, that's giving me goosebumps even thinking about that, man. That's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, obviously, now with lockdown and everything happening at the moment, the National Youth Pipe Band aren't meeting at the moment, I'm sure. But is there any work going on behind the scenes with the Youth Band at the moment? Um, So, as you probably know, Alistair McLaren's now um, started his job down um, at Western Australian Police. Mm -hmm. So, recently, I think Stephen Blake's been appointed as the the new director. Mm -hmm. So, we've not heard too much at the moment, um, just with, you know, the current circumstances that we're in. So, I'm not too sure when we're going to hear back um, regarding when practices will resume. Um, I'd imagine once we're kind of back on track a wee bit with you know society we'll we'll hear a bit more yeah there you go so also you're a really busy guy if you don't mind me saying you're a piper with shots you're a pipe major of the development band but you're also part of drums and roses as well how many hours are there in the week mate (laughs) yeah so it's it's quite it's quite a lot um my life pretty much revolves around piping just now um (laughs) Yeah, the band's really busy at the moment. Um, even though we're we're not out gigging, you know, there's quite a buzz. We've been quite proactive on our social media, um, just trying to keep keep the ball rolling. So we've got a lot of new music that we've been working on, um, and I think depending on when this podcast will air, we've got a, a gig on. I can't remember what date it is. It's next Friday, which I think. That's the the twelfth of June. Twelfth of June. Yes, I think I remember seeing the announcement. Yeah, so no, that's all sorts of exciting. I'm sure you guys can't wait to hit the stage again. I know. I need to. I need to get the pipes out and try and remember some of the sets. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Dan. Well, if anything, I've been wanting to ask you about shots, actually, and how you guys are coping at the moment during lockdown. I'm sure you're like any other band out there and just trying to maintain, basically. Yeah, so the band had such a buzz about it before the whole uh, the whole lockdown. So, you know, I think we're, like everyone in the pipe band scene, we're all really, really gutted that we're, we're not going to get out this year. Yeah. Um, but we're keeping spirits up. You know, every Saturday night we have a, a quiz night. Um, oh. Just trying to keep the, the band morale up. So I think we're all quite excited to, to get back out next year and, 
and show off what we've been working on. There you go. So I'm not going to ask you any specifics, but will we have any new material from the Mighty Shots for next season? Any new tunes and so, stuff? Yeah, we've got a couple. Um, I'm not sure how much I'm allowed or supposed to give away. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's all hush-hush. Um, no, I think we've got a, a new medley on the cards anyway. Um, oh, nice. I think Kieran oh. Ross has been doing quite a lot of uh, musical work for the band, so it's it's going to be quite hard going in the fingers, so a good test once Whoa. lockdown's all done. <laughs> Fantastic stuff, can't wait for that. Well, Danny, I'll let you go, mate, but before I do, just now that we've been talking about the uh, conservatoire degree and everything, can you give me any particular highlights from the course itself that you could think to yourself, wow, that was really quite awesome learning about that or taking part in it? You know, was there any standout moment for you? Yeah, so I think one of the moments that I'll always remember was back in first year um, at Celtic Connections, um, the the whole music department put on a, a show with Phil Cunningham and um, John Ashton Thomas. Wow. And we filled the, the Glasgow Royal Concert Hall and I think we broke the record for having the most musicians on its stage um, wow. and that was a, a big or- orchestral piece that went on um, I think it was about two hours or something um, and that was just incredible wow that sounds amazing that's been something else to be a part of that now yeah <laughs> amazing so that ain't rolling forward then what does the future hold for yourself you've got gigs from Drums and Roses you're working away with Shots and the development band um, yeah now you've finished your degree mate where are you heading now so, hopefully I was looking to go straight into the gigging with Drums and Roses, but because of the whole lockdown, it's kind of it's kind of um, turned my plans on its head a wee bit. So, at the moment, I'm teaching full-time on Skype, um, just doing group lessons and one-to-one lessons. Mm. Um, so, if anyone's looking for lessons, get in touch. <laughs> Not yeah. sure if I'm allowed to do a wee plug. Of course, of course you can, yeah. <laughs> There you are. So, yeah, you're offering Skype lessons to complete beginners and, am I guessing, advanced as well? Yeah, just all abilities, um, even just general music queries, just anything at all. Ah, brilliant. There you go. Well, Danny, I'll let you go, man. But thank you so much for chatting to us on the podcast. And, oh, I have to say as well, thanks for playing at Rab Show Live last year. That was something else, man. Oh, that was a great gig. Thanks for, thanks for having us. Oh, well, if I didn't get a chance to catch up with you afterwards, but it was just brilliant. The whole thing was madness. It was the best crack. So, if anything, I don't, I don't know if you've heard it yet, but we talked to Jock Elliott on our previous podcast, and he says that we would love to do it again mm-hmm. and do another. Oh no, live. definitely, definitely would be up for that. <laughs> oh, we'll have to, we'll have to do it again. Yeah. Well, Danny, again, thanks for chatting to us on the podcast, mate, and sure, we'll catch up with you again, hopefully on the grass next time. Perfect. Thanks so much, Rob. Thanks for having me. And there you have it. Danny Hutchison there. Thank you, Danny, for taking the time to chat to us. He's an incredibly busy guy, uh, as I'm sure you can appreciate. He's got so much to do, even though he says he's going to be kind of bored now his degree's finished, but I completely disagree. I think he's going to be incredibly busy. (laughs) 
<laughs> that guy, I don't know where he finds the time to cram it all in, but hey, if anything, I really appreciate him taking the time to chat to us here on the podcast. Thank you, Danny. And for anyone who's interested, by the way, in that whole degree program, of course, the Royal Conservatoire does have a website. You fill in full information, of course, on the degree course itself, how to apply for it and how to get in and how to actually go and study bagpiping at degree level in Scotland. There you are. Go and check out the website. Full information is available. Plus, you can check sources such as the National Piping Centre. Uh, places like that, they have additional resources on there where you know you can go and check all your different qualification levels as well as degree level. Very, very interesting conversation. So I'm sure it's something that I think is quite unique to Scotland. Um, that I don't think they offer degree programs in piping anywhere else in the world. Although I could be wrong. I remember our section on the show. Stop that rap got wrong. Yeah, it is an actual thing. So if this is stuff that Rab got wrong, then let me know. (laughs) Grant. Guys, that's been another long episode of the Rab Show podcast. I know a lot of people will be happy about that, and a lot of people will be quite angry about that. But hey, what I've learned over this last few months (laughs) is that you can't please everyone. Uh, Anyway, if you have any thoughts or feelings or anything you would like to share with us, of course, you can email us in, as always. BigRabShow at gmail.com is our email address. Your emails, your interaction with our show, honestly, is the lifeblood of our show. We said it at the start of each and every episode, we are the show for the piping folk. And if the piping folk out there aren't getting involved, if you aren't using your voice and talking about things then we essentially have no show. So this involves you guys, you know, suggestions for topic of the week. Is there a question in particular you would like us to answer? Or even some possible future feature episodes that you would like us to concentrate on? Certainly, get in contact with us. BigRabShow at gmail.com. There you go. Well, guys, that's it for another podcast. Don't forget, check out the Rab Show, BigRabShow.com, our website. For more information on the show, how you can go and support us on Patreon, of course, and all the other content, of course, is always on our Facebook page and Twitter and all that usual stuff. If you aren't following us on there, then you're missing a trick. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. And if you haven't already, please do consider subscribing to our podcast. So each and every week when one gets uploaded, you'll get a little bing, a little notification to let you know that Rab has uploaded another one. We're available on Spotify, Stitchers. Podbean, Google Podcasts, we're everywhere. Just type us in, Big Rab Show Podcast, and you'll find us. And yeah, you get to enjoy it absolutely every week without fail. Right, guys, that's me. I'm out the door. Hope everyone out there is keeping safe and well, and we'll see you here on the Big Rab Show Podcast next week. All the best. Well, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Thanks so much for downloading this week. And a special thanks to our sponsors, G1 Reads. Played by bands around the world, including our two-time world champions in Vararian District. Don't forget to check out thebigrabshow.com to be kept up to date on all the latest news and views from around the piping world. Plus, of course, check us out on Patreon and become part of the Patreon faithful. For just $5 a month, get your hands on tons of extra piping goodness. So until next week, folks, we'll see you right here on the Big Rab Show podcast. All the best. <laughs>